AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldis.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. Good afternoon and welcome to the newest edition of the Aldis podcast, AI in Action. Today we're talking, taking a slightly different direction. Uh, we're diving into one of the hottest products on the market, ServiceNow, specifically looking at how the product is evolving to embrace artificial intelligence and the skills crunch that we're seeing in the market. We are privileged to host a true ServiceNow legend, Robert the Duke. Robert is a ServiceNow thought leader uh, with 12 years product experience, which is not too shabby for a, a product that's only 17 years old. Robert hosts two leading ServiceNow podcasts, CJ and the Duke and the Titans of Now. We highly recommend you giving them both a listen. I am an absolute fan of both and was out uh, how I got uh, introduced to Robert initially. Robert, welcome. Um, we're, we're very lucky to have you here. And um, should we start by giving our listeners uh, a quick overview of yourself and the mission you're on within the, the ServiceNow ecosystem. Yeah, sure. And, you know, thanks again for having me. Um, I understand I'm probably a different candidate than what your listeners are probably used to hearing. I'm, uh, my background is almost exclusively ServiceNow and other work management systems. Uh, I'm not kind of an AI guy, um, but there's lots of AI attention being drawn in the ServiceNow ecosystem. And so hopefully I have something useful to say to your audience. Um, how I got my start in ServiceNow is just working with the kind of platforms you see in IT everywhere, the ticket management systems, the work management systems, the, they used to call them help desk systems, but the category is so broad now, it kind of is a disservice to call them that. And we were just using one of the incumbent solutions at the time, and it just wasn't working. And it was a really horrible implementation. And we just kind of Googled what's better than this application. And this scrappy little startup called ServiceNow popped up in Google's list and we gave them a call. And like four weeks later, we were live on the product, which was astounding given the kind of six month deployment times these usually took. And so I've done a lot of stuff in the ServiceNow ecosystem since then. I've built my own partner consulting agency. Um, I've been an architect, a developer, an admin. I've worked for people. I've had people work for me. I've done sales. I've done pre-sales. But where I'm at now is making sure that everything that I do in ServiceNow matters. It takes a lot of effort to put stuff in ServiceNow. When you do put stuff in ServiceNow, you got to make sure that it's actually moving the, moving the needle a bit. Why would I spend all that time unless I could show, you know, either my, my customers or my executives that the effort was worthwhile. So I'm very, very into performance reporting, but also proofs of value. So the one thing I'll add here is that I would say the one thing that I've always kept in mind that was different than the rest of the ecosystem is that ServiceNow was born in the IT world. And I've always, you know, my very first projects of it blurred the line between IT and the rest of the business. And so I've always looked at ServiceNow as being a business app, something that's, that can move an entire enterprise and manage a lot more than just IT. And sure enough, here we are with IT, HR, SecOps, GRC, 
project management. And I've always aspired to see ServiceNow reach into kind of a commercial and industrial scale uh, along with other tools like Johnson Controls or things that you just see everywhere, right? At, at a huge scale, millions and millions and millions of devices and transactions, et cetera. And I think that with AI emerging onto the platform, we're really going to see deeper steps there. Awesome. Um, thanks for that, Robert. And it's uh, it's been a bit of a, it's been a great journey for you, at Lit, I'm, I'm sure. So so let's jump into the topic. Um, but just before that, actually, let, let's maybe for our listeners who are new to the ServiceNow platform, do you mind giving a quick high-level overview of the product and and the value it brings to the organizations that you've mentioned to uh, uh, implement it? It was born in the IT space amongst other apps of that type. So you, it, it, the very first prototypical ones were, uh, you know, I have a help desk. People are going to call into it. I need something better than sticky notes and email to track this work in. And so it was very focused around the IT service desk. And while all the players at the time kind of calcified, ServiceNow came along and said, well, we're going to do all that ITSM stuff better with a new, more modern app. But also, we're going to make it really easy for you to create other work management apps on the platform. So it was kind of like, I mean, we use the terms low code, no code today. But if you can imagine like deploying those concepts 12, 15 years ago, that's what ServiceNow did. So they kind of, via IT, the team most likely to have the skills to be able to deploy those low code, no code apps they built a platform for them. And so the very first success stories on ServiceNow were, hey, I built an onboarding process that covers not just IT, but you know the whole gamut, IT, HR, facilities, all the stuff you need to onboard somebody. And then people started making their own HR apps and their own project management apps. And so ServiceNow watched the market very carefully, watched what people were building, then built their own kind of official module in that direction. And so ServiceNow is a, I, I, I like to describe it in two ways. It is a work management app for a broad variety of work types in the enterprise, but it is also a low-code development platform or a pro-code development platform. You can go really deep, but it's also a, a platform for developing applications of the same type. So at the risk of sounding unsexy as an application, I just want you to think about what's involved in work at an, at, at an enterprise, there is all kinds of invisible work, stuff that's still managed in email, like billions and billions and billions of dollars of work globally tracked in email, which makes it effectively invisible. And so these ServiceNow will take work and make it visible so that you can govern it. And then once it's visible and governed, you can start automating and integrating. And so you put all of those together and you go from unmanaged invisible work to automating and visualizing and governing the work that you're actually doing. And I can probably safely say that all of those topics are front of mind for any CIO and CFO, especially in the new normal we're trying to navigate. Um, so let's talk artificial intelligence. You have touched on it a little bit, um, but you know, how have you seen that the ServiceNow platform evolve? Because I think it's been a very... Uh, there's been a lot happen over the last 17 years and the product's getting more and more complex as, 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 we, as we go. So, you know, what are you, what are you now seeing from an AI perspective and, and what are some of the key drivers for this? It's a very timely discussion because, 
you know, a service now as it grows, it grows in two directions. It grows wider on the process spectrum. So it's like, okay, today we're doing HR, IT, project portfolio management, SecOps, governance, risk, and compliance facilities, right? They just keep on adding more processes. Financial close is one they just came out with. Um, and then they also grow across a technology spectrum. So whereas 15 years ago, they were showcasing, hey, form-based workflow and list views, and people were like, oh my God, we can finally see our work in a list that everybody can see and interact with. That was the 15 years ago problem, bringing work visibility. But the modern problem is, hey, look, I got the work visible. I even got a lot of the work automated, but I've been stockpiling tons and tons of data. Uh, I still have... I still got to push the envelope in terms of productivity. So how can I do that? And we're seeing cases where it's like use AI that such that we can automate the still manual areas of the process, right? It, maybe it's not something that we've gone in Visio and fully mapped out, but maybe we can use the AI to tell us stuff that we're missing. So the two most obvious cases in the ServiceNow space are... Uh, categorization and assignment. Like what type of incident is this? What is this person calling me about or emailing me about? And can I, you know, categorize it or enrich the information based off of past behavior? And then the second most common use case is uh, like, get it to the right group first. Everybody who's had experience with support knows, you know, the, the meme about the runaround, right? I'm going to take you to level two and to level three and you're constantly being bounced back and forth and, and waiting for the right party to get to your ticket. And so there's lots of talk in the ServiceNow ecosystem of whatever the type of work is, make sure it gets to the right party first. And previously we used to have to rely on like human intuition to figure that out. And there's, you know, emerging use cases and success stories in ServiceNow about handling assignment and reassignment that way. Um, and then I think everybody in the ecosystem just knows AI is coming and it's a marketing effort, like embrace AI, embrace AI, even though all the use cases aren't out and fully fleshed out yet. In my own company, Vivid Charts, which is a data visualization engine that sits on top of ServiceNow, you know, we're looking at, looking at all the dashboards and reports people build and then taking style cues and saying maybe somebody doesn't have to style a dashboard the same way over and over again. Maybe you can just determine how you build dashboards and pre-style them for you um, or automatically suggest visualizations for different types of data or audiences. That's where we're thinking about it uh, late stage. And a big sleeper that very few people are talking about is automated testing. ServiceNow obviously being a platform for work management across the, uh, across the enterprise. We'll need to be very, very careful about code that's added to it and upgrades, et cetera. So there's a lot of pressure emerging in our ecosystem to automatically test things. But kind of the biggest problem with that is you have to define your tests such that the engine can go test. It's a lot of just human-centric manual labor and tons of it. And so there's another, you know, I think it's the greatest time-saving AI use case out there on ServiceNow. There's a company called dotwalk.io and their AI use case on ServiceNow is saying, hey, let's look at the way you use ServiceNow and have the AI fill in the test cases for you. 
And then you run the test cases, whatever you want. So we're kind of in this phase where ServiceNow has put in a lot of the structure and piping and the market is really kind of coming to contention with what can this do for me? Oh, there's, a, there's so much potential there and there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there as it is and, and knowing that it's a product that's only growing from strength to strength and embracing AI and automation is, 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 is going to be it's going to be exciting times for the product. What, what's your sort of thoughts on the workforce that are involved with the product so far? What's, what's, uh, what effect do you think these changes will have on those guys and girls? Yeah, this is the question that keeps me up at night, to be honest, um, because I'm one of the privileged few who, who, who is there at the start. And I remember the people that were the heroes of my coming up time you know, they were just general IT sysadmins, right? They were help desk managers, help desk users. They were just whoever was an extra resource that IT could peg and say, hey, you, you don't look like you're doing it. You, you're in charge of this service now thing. So the types of resources, by and large, they weren't deep devs. You know, they were technically skilled, but they were kind of in the uh, human interaction side of IT, like the service desk and what, what have you. And those were the people that caused half the adoption growth for ServiceNow because you could kind of give it to a wide spectrum of people and they could build incredibly valuable enterprise apps on it. But now that ServiceNow completely dominates the market, they're not making a whole lot more sales at the margin on just, hey, you can hand it to anybody and you can have all these great results because almost everybody has it. So what they're really trying to do is bring new technologies to ServiceNow to really deepen the ServiceNow experience and get more value. So we're seeing things like a lot more investment into virtual agent, natural language processing, mobile first interfaces and mobile development, and of course, AI. But think, who was there for the explosive growth? The kind of the general admin, possibly even a low code developer. The developers have just started emerging into the space at scale, but who's going to fill in the blanks for the AI and virtual agent and these technical domains that require like a certain amount of previous experience and discipline and thought focused in that paradigm. Not a lot of people are ServiceNow admins and then just kind of like on the side daydreaming about what AI can do or building AI programs on the side. So it's my prediction that the ServiceNow workforce is going to have a, a rather severe resource crunch in the next couple of weeks because the customers are being told and being marketed to to embrace AI. There's all kinds of vendors, you know, seeing the money in the market that's available and building AI use cases for ServiceNow. And there's just not enough people that an average company can rely on to just say, hey, do that AI thing you do on ServiceNow. There's just not enough people in the ServiceNow ecosystem already. Well, it sounds like companies have a little bit of preparation to do. What would be your advice to them as they, uh, you know, as, as you can sort of see the skill crunch coming down the, down the pipeline, what should organizations be doing now? Yeah, so I have three different personas that I would talk to on that question. You can ask it to three different people and answer it to three different answers. So we're going to talk about the partners, ServiceNow itself, and individual, individual independent players. So to ServiceNow partners, these are people who either deploy new technologies on ServiceNow via the store or uh, 
uh, services partners who do the work for people to get whatever processes and technologies installed on someone's ServiceNow instance, okay? So partners need to start training up their resources yesterday, because this is coming tomorrow. You know, you already got your plate full today. You need to be training these people yesterday, which means you've got to kind of, before the demand reaches, you've got to get people acquiring the expertise, which is a tall order, right? When you're a services company and you're just like, you, you're, make, you're made and broken by the size of the next deal. But you got to do it because the space is pretty saturated with partners. So if you're not going to do it, somebody else is. There's a large number of partners and a very small pool of resources skilled for this job. So it's going to be a race to uh, train, retain, and poach. Every partner's got people they know they could get ramped up on AI quickly. So I got to retain those people uh, uh, and train them. But also I've really got to get cutthroat and poach these people from the other partners. So it's going to be people that can actually acquire these skills. For ServiceNow, they really need to blunt the force of the appending bottleneck. They got to make AI features easier to wield. They've got to really embrace like where they came from and realize that they're not, you know, the average ServiceNow admin at a company that owns ServiceNow is not an AI infused resource. You know, they, they, they know AI is out there, but they don't know what to do. So they've got to make, they've got to make the features easier to wield and then pour a ton of preparation time into their existing knowledge and training platforms like now learning and now creators and the ServiceNow community. And then lastly, for, for independent players in the ServiceNow ecosystem, people who job serve or, or people who are uh, natural contractors um, with a little bit of bravery, you know, roll the dice and train now in this tech domain before the demand really hits. And to some extent it already is. This is kind of your singular opportunity in the ServiceNow space if you're skilled enough to capitalize on the uh, on AI features in ServiceNow. Wow, and it's um, it, it just seems like a really really exciting time to be in that market, and, and effectively, if you're in AI, maybe even getting some 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 first mover advantage there. It, it is, and can I just sorry, I I know I interrupt you. Can no. I just say one thing to to my people who will probably listen to this? Yeah, like a lot of ServiceNow resources. Like, I, again, I, I came in early. I got 12 years of experience. I'm not even like a super smart dude. I'm just, kind of a, I'm just kind of a regular guy, right? And people look at me and say, wow, how did Robert get so wide? I want to be like Robert and go wide. Don't be like me. I learned slowly over 12 years by accident, by virtue of the fact that I just rubbed up against this for 12 years. The people coming in now must not go wide. You pick a process area you, and or a tech area and you focus and double down on that. And this, if you're one of those people who are capable of going deep on AI, understanding the concepts, have some previous experience, this is one of those singular once in a lifetime skill opportunities in the ServiceNow space. Don't waste your time trying to learn everything. Pick your lane and become an expert, capitalize on it. Yeah. Awesome. And, um, you know, is there anything else that you would, you would like to add there on sort of, you know, I suppose, you know, you're going to get, you've got everyone really excited now about, about <laughs> this. I'm sure they're going to have a few listeners here that are itching to get into the market. When we look at things like transitioning into the ServiceNow market, again, I think you've covered a lot of that there, but is there any other advice you'd give to people that are looking to make the jump into it um, uh, currently? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll kind of break it down three ways again. Um, 
So if you're a company that wants to partner with ServiceNow to do services, you're kind of late to the game. Uh, almost everybody has a ServiceNow discipline of some sort. Um, so take a hard look at the processes and texts available on the ServiceNow platform. And again, just like I'm saying to my independent brothers and sisters out there, like take a hard look and niche down hard. I would say that there's very little room for new generalist ServiceNow partners. I think there's a lot of room for people to say, look, we do AI and nothing but AI in the domain of like account management or something. You know what I mean? Like pick a tech, pick a process, niche down hard on that, be a beacon for people who are looking for just that. And that's how you establish your beachhead in the ServiceNow ecosystem. So read up on the ServiceNow partner programs, get resources trained on now learning. And like, if you've got the cash, go out and poach some veterans that are looking for a new challenge and a step up. They are, there are plenty, plenty, plenty of them. Then you have product companies. These are companies that are looking to go into the ServiceNow tech partner program. Um, this is near and dear to my heart because I work for a company that's in the ServiceNow tech partner program. We build our app on ServiceNow with ServiceNow components. So maybe you have an AI for something and you want to integrate it or build it on the Now platform. There's just lots of exciting opportunities um, to do that. So it, it, investigate the uh, tech partner program if you want to actually build on or integrate strongly with ServiceNow. And then lastly, if you're an individual out there and you're not in the ServiceNow ecosystem, Again, like you're behind the eight ball, you got a niche down, learn a specific product or tech and also pay your dues. Um, don't call yourself a ServiceNow expert when you trained on it for six months, unless you've got like a hyper, hyper, hyper focused six months in some niche. Connect with the ServiceNow community on community.servicenow.com, the SN Dev Slack channel, uh, LinkedIn groups, the ServiceNow hashtag on Twitter, lots of very welcoming people ready to help you and welcome you into the ecosystem. Amazing. Some real good words of wisdom there. Thank you. And we'll, uh, we'll include those links below as well. Um, so, yeah, look, we're nearly at time, but, you know, my last question, you know, if you're going to look into your crystal ball, um, what does the next 17 years look like for ServiceNow? What's your, uh, your closing thoughts and on, you know, um, AI, but also just generally? ServiceNow is doing very well for itself. So it has a lot of resources and a lot of like just a, an extraordinarily deep talent pool to actually... Um, experiment and take risks on what the future holds. Like nobody can really tell the future, right? And so to some extent, everybody's working out like what are the AI use cases going to be and how can we package them so that people aren't, aren't building AI on ServiceNow, right? It's got to be pre-packaged. So I see what their senior leadership, CJ Desai and, and some of their other senior leaders are looking to do. And they're really just, they are thinking and playing in the future. They spend very, very little time looking at the here and now. They're looking at the five, 10 year outlook for the ecosystem. So uh, I would just encourage them to continue doing that. And I guess for a wild card statement for the next 17, I would hope ServiceNow keeps an eye on external factors. So not some other ServiceNow-ish company doing something highly innovative, not ServiceNow doing something highly innovative, but keeping an eye out for something just wildcard, like maybe half the Fortune 500 says, you know what, we don't need IT, HR, and 
something else. We'll just shop those out to four or five gigantic providers, right? And look out for ways that the client base can absolutely actually collapse uh, due to in, due to innovations outside of the ecosystem. And I think you actually have even done a, a, a really good podcast about that specific topic, if I remember rightly, haven't you? Yes, I have. Uh, if I can just do a quick promo on that. My, po- <laughs> <Of course. laughs> my, my podcast is called uh, CJ and the Duke. You can find it on all your uh, favorite podcasting sources. And in our last episode, we talked about potential existential threats to ServiceNow and uh, how likely they would be and, and that kind of thing. So it's a, it's, it's a really, really interesting episode and a really good take on things. So Robert, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you very much. Um, Again, listeners, I I urge you all to follow Robert on all of the usual social channels, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, the whole whole, whole gambit. Um, Please take take, take a listen to his podcast, CJ and the Duke and the Tyson Now. They're fun, direct, informative, and um, just a really good source of information for people in or uh, looking to be in the ServiceNow marketplace. So, Robert, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been, been great chatting to you. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate the time. AI Action is brought to you by Aldus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Aldus offer an exec search program. Aldus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aldus advantage. Become a member of the Aldus community and enjoy some of the following AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston, and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to Aldus members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career, and more. Become an Aldus member and get the Aldus advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldus.com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International, empowering through AI.